Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello again, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, and welcome to another episode of the Brocast. My name is Thomas, and sitting across all the way in his house, he is Matt, and I am Jeff. Give it up for Alan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Brocast. Tom, how are you? Uh, bro, <laughs> it's been a challenging hour in the IT world. We were originally meant to kick off our show at 9.30 p.m. Aussie time, and it's now 10.39 uh, p.m. Aussie time, and this is the joys of the COVID life of recording remotely. That is very, very true. Very, very true. How how you been? Uh, you know, I've been pretty good. It's been a pretty big day. I've been uh, out there working in the yard, as I do with my on the Saturday, so working around doing gardening and, you know, wearing my floppy hat. So it's interesting how you say floppy hat. My son of late has an absolute thing to wear a floppy hat when we go out for our walks during these time of COVID and we've got the sun out and he's, uh, he wears it with pride. Well, so. I wear it with pride too. Of course you do. I got a, I got my floppy you. hat on. I got my denim jeans on, and I'm there cutting the tree down. So people oh, cutting the tree like that. So it's a visual I don't really need to see. I've seen pictures, <laughs> and that's enough for me. Thank you. <laughs> your your uh, silence uh, speaks volumes, Al. It always does. Always does when we do this show. I might just turn my camera off because we're getting a bit of a getting a bit of a delay. Okay, no problems. Okay, guys, so the Brocast podcast, you can check us out on all different podcast streams, uh, Apple iTunes, on Podbean, on CastBox, Castro, and a range of different podcast networks. You can check us out directly on our Twitter page, uh, which is at the Brocast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. You can also check us out on the Instagram at the Brocast podcast. That's right. That's where you can find us on all the socials, except Facebook. We're not on the Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's for the, for the normal life, for the normal things that we do. Mainly just for family, I see that. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I see it as well, too. And Alan, why are we here today, bro? 
well, this is a very special episode because we've hit episode 70 and of the broadcast, but I think this is one we're giving out to our, uh, our listeners, our followers, these people that come back to the show monthly or sometimes every two weeks and they go and listen to the show. And, you know, we say thank you very much to these people that take their time to listen to the show and download it and comment their, uh, to you on the social media, especially on the Twitter. And so we've decided, to, you've decided, and I've decided as well too, that this is a sort of a Q&A show, isn't it? Yeah, so this is our Q&A with TBK or hashtag Ask Broadcast. We actually did mm-hmm. this uh, for the first time since October of last year on our way to the UFC in our home city of Melbourne. We did a Q&A there and back, and uh, it was a, a fave of mine, I will say. It's, it's one of my faves. It is. The first hour of the show is fantastic, and the remainder of the show uh, when we get back in the car after being at the UFC is uh, yeah, it's interesting, I must say. Well, with that said, I have a range of questions that we actually got on our broadcast using the hashtag AskBroadcast, uh, and I'm going to be actually going through them on the show. So I'll ask Alan the question, he'll answer, and so will I. So again, this actually comes from a, a range of our followers. Uh, we've actually got multiple questions from some podcasts and others first time asking a question on the show. Do you reckon we kick into it, Al? Sounds good. Let's do it. Oh, actually, before we kick into the very first question, I want to give a shout-out, though, to an actual promo uh, to a podcast that we've supported them when they actually had a different name. They were originally called the IMDb Journey Podcast. They are now called the Movie Journey Podcast. And here is their promo. Hi guys, I'm Dean. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the Movie Journey Podcast. Where we break down every movie from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. We're also home of the Pod V Pod, where we battle other podcasters in various movie games and drafts. We also do reviews of new releases, film tournaments, top five lists, and talk about everything else we've watched as well. We used to be the IMDb Journey Podcast, but since then, we've grown and matured with age. Yeah, if you don't believe us, why don't you listen to some more Genuine Testimonies? Oh, hey guys, I uh, I used to like the IMDb Journey podcast, but since then I've found something even better. It's the Movie Journey podcast. Oi bro, I know I said the IMDb Journey podcast was a good show, but the Movie Journey podcast is so much better. Absolutely for sure, yeah. You know, I used to think that nothing could be funnier than IMDb Journey, but I've now found my joy in Movie Journey podcast. The IMDb Journey Podcast is nothing compared to the Movie Journey Podcast. Absolutely love this podcast. (laughs) Amazing testimonies once again. Absolutely legit and real. Of course. And if you still don't believe those testimonies, go ahead and check out the show for yourself by searching for the Movie Journey Podcast. You can find us on all your favourite platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and Podbean. So come along and join our journey. All right, guys, we are back, and it's time to kick it off with question number one, L. And this comes from yes. a group that we know all too well. We're talking about the Get Choi Wrestling Podcast. Uh, our boys. Now, this is the question they're asking of us, and if you tuned in uh, to NXT, I don't know, did you watch NXT this previous week or see the announcement that happened with William Regal? Uh, no, I didn't. What happened? So if you did check out uh, NXT TakeOver 30, so Kieran Cross, also known as Killer Cross on the Independents, defeated Keith Lee to actually become the new NXT champion. 
Great and match. during the match, he suffered an injury, um, and it was revealed on this uh, Wednesday for us in Australia, NXT, or no, Thursday in Australia, that Kieran actually has to relinquish the NXT Championship due to the injury. And Regal announced that the main event for, I think it's next week's NXT show, will be a fatal four-way Iron Man match. Oh, wow. A 60-minute Iron Man matchup. Johnny Galgano versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn versus Adam Cole. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. I might have to find so some time to watch that match. And if you think about it, too, NXT goes for an hour anyway, so it looks like that entire match will be the entire show next week. That's very true. Yeah, that's right. Uh, will AEW be running against them that night, or are they still doing their basketball schedule? Mm, to be honest, I actually don't know, because what All Out's not this weekend, it's next weekend, so it'll be their final stop before they do All Out, which is in okay. early September. So that they will count a program. I don't know what some of the matches are. I only touched briefly, watched a little bit of AEW Dynamite this week, but I do know that's a pretty big main event for NXT. And the reason why this question is relevant is Get Joy mm. is saying, "What do you think is the next best feud for Adam Cole on NXT?" Ah, uh, oh, okay. You know what they could do is an idea. They bring Kevin Owens back to um, to NXT for a bit. And let he and Adam Cole pick up on that feud they had a couple of uh, months ago where he came out and joined them in the war games. So how about if they could bring uh, Kevin Owens back to NXT, those guys could set the house on fire. And that's the thing too. I think in next the next NXT schedule will probably would be the war games, which would be November. Because it's usually a war game, or usually a take uh, takeover prior to SummerSlam, and usually one prior to Survivor Series every year, which is the war games. Um, I think you know you look at the three people in that match. I would love to see this, but again, it'll be two heels, um, Adam Cole and Finn. You know, that's a classic matchup. Yeah, that could be cool. That could be cool. Well, because I kind of you... felt, yeah, you go. I was just thinking. Um... Finn Bauer can be the heel, and Adam Cole virtually is with the Adam Cole baby. He he can be a face, but just don't act like you know a, a white meat baby face. Be a bit like what Stone Cold Steve Austin was. You know, he was a he was a, a face, but he acted like a heel. So he could do that and let Finn be, you know, how he was back in the day when he was with New Japan. Let him just be that arrogant asshole. Let him be that. Let Adam Cole be the quote-unquote uh, face acting like a heel persona. Well, I kind of feel like with Kieran Cross winning the NXT Championship from Keith Lee, it looked like what I would think they were planning towards was a Kieran Cross Finn feud to happen mm. at some point in 2020. Um, and now that Keith Lee's on Raw, like there was no idea of doing a rematch between Lee and Kieran. So, you know, prior to this fatal four-way happening, I reckon they would have done Finn Kieran. So I think my pick would be to Adam Cole to win next week to do Adam Cole Finn or Finn to win next week to set up Finn Adam Cole, but this time Cole's chasing Finn for the belt. Um, but I would say from Get Troy's question, I think the next yeah. big thing for Adam Cole would be a Finn feud. I'd like to say that. That would be very cool to watch. 
Very cool. So our next question comes from the Everything Pro Wrestling. You can check him out at EPW Show on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm gonna, this is a big question, but I'm going to split it into two. So their question is, who is the most underrated wrestler currently? But I want to say to you, let's do from promotions. Like, let's say AEW first, right? So who okay. do you think is the most underrated wrestler in AEW right now? Ah, Okay. Gonna have to have a bit of a think on this one. I should have got the. I should have overlooked these questions with uh, coming up to the week. Uh, most underrated. If you, if you want to have a think, I'll go first because yeah. I know someone that go jumps out straight away for me. Go for it. Um, Sean Spears, I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was doing the whole, you know, perfect ten in NXT, I think that kind of went on for a little bit too long, and people a little bit over that character. Um, mm-hmm. And I think when he came into AEW, you know, he was a you know straight straight heel going against Cody Rhodes, that massive chair shot, you know, bringing in Tully Blanchard and his manager, he became a bit of a comedy guy. But with him recently get, giving in the black love by Tully, uh, which mm-hmm. is something that was worn by the likes of you know Barry Windham and the classic you know NWA WCW, it does look like they've got big things. Um, I really like him as an actual competitor in the ring. So yep. I would say he's one of the underrated guys that I think can do some really big things. And probably one other one is probably Scorpio Sky. You know, like yeah. if, he were to, if he were to step away from SCU and really go on a singles run, I think he would do really well. I think they tried it recently with Scorpio taking on Cody for the yes. team of TNT Championship a couple of weeks ago. And, and I think even another person probably too is Kaz, you know, Kazarian. From SC, yes, you know he was a very good single star in TNA. You know, multi-time X Division champion, tag team champion. You know, also was in WWE as a single star. So I think mm-hmm. you know Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, and Sean Spears would be my most you know underrated in AEW. I would have to agree with you both on um, Frankie Kazarian. He is a fantastic wrestler. I'd like to see him challenge uh, Brody Lee for the uh, TNT title. He's another guy. Who, I wouldn't say he's underrated, but I, I want to see more now because Brody Lee is world champion. Uh, sorry, the TNT champion. He should be doing what Cody did every week where he was – every match he had was for the title. It was just like the TV title that Arn Anderson had back in the day. So hopefully they continue that with Brody Lee. Just really quick on the Brody Lee thing. Mm. You know, if you think like Brody Lee now in AEW, I reckon he's spoken more than his whole WWE tenure. Because yes. it's like his character was wasn't meant to speak in you know in WWE. He was just that big brooding guy that would just stand behind Bray Wyatt with Eric Rowan and Strowman. And I reckon That's he it. said more things than he has in AEW during his whole WWE tenure. True story, very true. Um, one person I like to see more of too is Big Soul. Big Swole should be using be, should be on maybe more on Dark, which is great where she's been on there, or but be used more on actual Dynamite. I mean, yes, he went for the title and was defeated by Cody, but okay, yes, she's teaming up with uh, with the likes of Bad Boy Joey Janela, but let let her, sorry, him or whatever she's decided to be, uh, to be, take that, you know, run for the title a little bit more. Take on Brody Lee. That would be a great match to watch those two having, you know, beat each other up on. Oh, you're talking about Sunny Kiss? Yeah. 
Yeah. So WWE, let's go WWE. So maybe we go by I reckon show. So let's go maybe Raw. You know they do split them. They don't still Canada does a split. I might go first. So who do I think is the most underrated on Raw? Um, I think sometimes you know he's a he's a top star, but I think Kevin Owens sometimes is underrated with how they use him. Mm-hmm. I think they they get into a certain point. They want him to do certain things, and then he kind of is stuck doing you know the Kevin Owens show, which I felt kind of like Jericho when he was doing the highlight reel. It was just something to fill the show up when, when when there was no match happening. And I think you know when when you see Owens conduct those you know those activities, it's like it's not really him. You know he's that real you know prize fighter, get in the ring and wrestle. Where there's times where he's just not wrestling. Um, if you did tune in on Monday Night Raw this past week, I think they're doing Alistair Black as a feud with Kevin Owens going forward. I think Black actually turned heel this week on Raw. And yeah, he kicked him in the head. So it looks like they're going to go ahead with those guys, which I think will be really, really cool. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's probably not underrated, but underutilized, I would say, Owens to, you know, the things he could do. Like after the feud with Seth Rollins capped off at WrestleMania, he really just hanged around, you know. And I think for me, one of the things that made me scratch my head was when he was just used in the big show, no, the Randy Orton feud, you know, just to yes. get punted and have Ric Flair call him out. I'm like, okay, so you're just the guy that's going to be kicked and used in, in, in the video packages to show, you know, Randy Orton's dominance. And I thought, nah. Who do you think on Raw? Someone had a fantastic match with Cesario. You know, you know what? I'm just going to say straight out, Cesario should be using more too. If he can get out of the, um, oh sorry, I know he's on SmackDown, so I'll, 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 actually that'll that'll be my answer. Cesaro on um, SmackDown, he should be being used more. He should be running for a title, get running, go against Sami Zayn or Jeff Hardy, whatever they're going to do with the Intercontinental title, and give him something like that. That'd be great. You see the recent SmackDown today with Sami Zayn. Yes, that's what I'm meaning. Sami Zayn came back. And uh, that was interesting. He was holding the Intercontinental title that he uh, was taken off it, taken off him because he was uh, wasn't able to compete. So should be good. The voice of the people has returned, which is mm-hmm. great. Is there anybody else? Any female stars you think underutilized, underrated? Next big star? Oh, Charlotte Flair, of course. Do you feel yeah, she's Charlotte... underrated or underutilized? No, uh, she should be used more all the time. I want to see uh, Charlotte Flair like every single. Uh, on Raw, on SmackDown, and NXT, all the time. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say that's that's a lot. That's a lot, L. You know, you need and to you need to stop. I need to see Charlotte Flair on my screen, Tom. Aboo! <laughs> 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 this is Daddy's time. Get away! I'm watching the uh, lady. I'm watching it at night, Tom. I'm not going to do it with my kids around. What's wrong with you? That doesn't even sound better. I'm watching it at night. Yeah, that's all right. That's my time. My time. My time. You're watching it at night in your man cave with your brandy, just swirling the glass around. I don't drink. Stop bringing out brandy. Yes, you're not drinking, are you, Will? No, I'm not drinking. I stopped drinking. I don't need it. it makes and if me you happy. want to hear Alan, check out no. our TNA Slam no. Adventure Show, June. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Forget that show. Take it off. There's no need for it. I was too nice. It's gross. Too nice. Oof. All right, next question. Yeah. This is from Project Dits at Project Dits. That's D-I-T-S. Now, mm-hmm. how do you think Kevin Lee or Keith Lee will fare on the main roster? I wasn't really too pleased to see him on, on Raw. Mm-hmm. He did fantastic back in January 
when he came out at the, at the Royal Rumble. He did really well. He and Brock Lesnar, that was kind of fun to watch those two, two big behemoths beat each other up in the Rumble. I mean, it was only for a short time, but it was still fun to watch. But hopefully, I, I really, really wish the best for him because I, you watched a bunch of guys come up from NXT and go on the main roster and they just don't get used properly. So I really, I hope big things happen for him because he's a fantastic competitor and wrestler. But uh, I just hope, um, yeah, hopefully they use him properly. And that's the shame, I think, like when, you know, Triple H, you know, spends a lot of time with these guys and developing certain characters for certain storylines and, it seems like when the call-ups happen that Vince McMahon at times doesn't take into the account the star that was being developed on NXT. You know, he sees the person, but not what the character was doing. It's like completely, it's a new person to him. And for Keith Lee to mm. shave the beard, you know, wear the different ring attire, the change of the theme music, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, you're literally wanting to remake him something completely different to what he's been known for. You know, known for for quite some time. Prime example you go back and watch what happened with Alistair Black and Ricochet. They, um, I don't know, they did so well on NXT and then as soon as they came to the main roster, they had them in tag team matches and then they uh, they just were pushed to the side and now Alistair Black's rolling around with one eye and Ricochet's on maybe 205 Live in the tag team match. You know, he used to be fantastic to watch. My, I remember my son watching him one time and going, oh, he's a superhero. I go, yeah, mate, he is a superhero. He can do amazing things. You just really hope that, like I said before, they use the, they use Keith Lee properly because he is a fantastic competitor. And that's the sad thing too. Like you got payback happening, I think it's this weekend actually, or next weekend, yeah. I think the payback. Yeah. No, I think it's next, next weekend. And the thing, uh, I think they're doing Keith Lee is taking on Randy Orton this week on Raw. And it's like, okay, I get that he's been you know, thrown into the spotlight. I think not having an audience, again, still affects that. You know, seeing the, face, the facial reactions and hearing the cheers of fans to see him debuting would have been really cool. I think it's weird, though, that it happened so quickly after he dropped the bell. Like, I thought they would have maybe done Kyrian and Lee again on an NXT. Classic matchup, have Kyrian go over again let Lee go away for a while and then promote his debut on Raw. But yeah, it's still to just cool. be, oh, he's coming. And it's... Yeah, that's very true. They, they, and it's classic WWE. They rush things. They like to rush. All right, so next question. <clears throat> and this is a question that kind of goes more into movies. So this actual person, oh. which is Ryan L. Terry, at mm. RL Terry number one, been a best supporter of our show for many, many years. He's more of a movie buff than he is a wrestling buff. Why do you think that Hulk Hogan didn't transition into movies as well as Dwayne Johnson, Dave Bautista, John Cena? I don't watch wrestling, so this may be a stupid question. Do you no. think Hogan did more than those three, or do you think he got to a certain rate and then stopped? I think he got to a certain time, and uh, it's not. And I'd just like to say to it, this is not a stupid question. That's actually a really good question, actually, because if you go back and you think of the movies that. Hulk Hogan was in back in the 80s. Now, they probably didn't make the money that they did, but again, you would go to the movies and think, oh, look, that's Hulk Hogan. Now, mind you, you and I were quite young when that was going on. I think the first Hulk Hogan movie I saw probably was with 
with Sandman with muscles or the um, Three Ninjas, number yeah. three. It was probably the first time I remember seeing him uh, in a flick. No, I don't think he did as big as he could have in back in those days. But again, those back in those days, they were the movies he was put in were all action flicks. And during that time, who was always doing big action flicks like that? But was slightly you know, Stallone and Arnie. They were huge during mm. that time. So you had those guys. He had, and then for a lesser person, probably John Claude Van Damme. So he would have found it difficult. Now, when you're talking yeah. about, say, The Rock and John Cena, those guys have been on wrestling for, for years, and you know who they are. But then I think because Hogan didn't do much with like TV shows, like he didn't really go on SNL. When The Rock and when he was it, he Big Show, Triple H, and Mick Foley went onto SNL back in 2000, you know, just before WrestleMania 2000. That's what set The Rock off. And, of course, Cena, because he's, you know, one of the most charitable gentlemen on the planet. He does that, make a wish. He's, like, one of the most, like we say all the time, he's one of the most high-paid person during that time because he's always out there to help kids and try to get there and make a wish. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, with Hogan, too, like, I think he was, <coughs> it's, it, it, it was that time period that he was doing his movies, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of late 80s, you know, mid nineties going into late nineties. I never actually really thought about it till you said it around, you know, Arnie and Stallone and Van Damme, like they were doing action where Hogan was like family action comedy. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of at times I would say almost you know, typecast to a certain style. Mm-hmm. Like you're the Big funny time. muscle guy that you know, dresses up and you know, you're gonna be the you know, suburban suburban commando and do those funny films. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you know yeah. Arnie did that, but I think Hogan kind of did that more, and he was competing against you know the mega stars like Arnie and Stallone. But I think The Rock, you think like The Rock could do more in a film in terms of stunts that Hogan wouldn't do. I don't think, or had oh, the yeah. ability to do, maybe because of his age and not wanting to mm-hmm. get hurt, and then still actually be an active wrestler. I think the most funniest role I think I ever saw Hulk Hogan in it was a Leslie Nelson movie, and I think it was Spy Hard. And for some reason, he rocks up like Leslie Nelson's taking on the main villain and Leslie Nelson's losing. But then he uh, he goes, you see this big giant orange hand extend out and it's Hulk Hogan. He goes, tag me in, brother. And then next thing you know, Leslie Nelson tags him in and then he picks up the guy, roughs him up, then tags in Leslie Nelson and then walks off screen. That was it. That movie, uh, I think it was Spy Hard. And what was that movie that he did when he was Dracula? Dracula, dead and loving it. It was a a spoof comedy of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Anthony Hopkins and Keanu Reeves and Renata Ryder. Yes, very interesting movie. This is a pretty big question because you have to think about how many events and how many entrances that we've seen over our past, what, 20 years or more of watching wrestling. Mm -hmm. Who has the greatest WrestleMania entrance of all time? Me personally... I always, we covered it a couple of months ago, and that was Rusev. And he came out on the tank. That is personally one of my favorite, uh, greatest entrances. And they're pretty elaborate, some of them, too. Like, you know, John Cena coming on, on that fast car, speeding through, smashing through the glass. And then there was the one that had, what, all the John Cenas all lined up together on the rampway, all wearing the hats and the, 
you know, rise above it gear. And I like um, Triple H's one sometimes when he comes out where he's sitting on the throne and he's got like Becky Lynch and Sasha and Charlotte. Oh, sorry, Sasha Banks. They had yeah, Sasha, Charlotte, and Alexa. Yeah. Yes, Alexa. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, that was they're pretty cool. I think my favorite one of all time, though, besides Rusev, was when Cody came out and he had his match against uh, Nick Aldis for the NWA title, and he had the sledgehammer, and he t- took the sledgehammer off uh, Brandy and went over to the throne and smashed it. That was pretty cool. That's your favorite entrance outside of WWE? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, sure. I would say WrestleMania entrances that have stuck for me, probably one of the loudest crowd reactions watching it, and we've covered this too, was WrestleMania 17 when Austin came out in the, in oh, the yeah. uh, Houston. Like that, that eruption was absolutely crazy because everyone's on their feet screaming for when he walked out. And he had the Disturbs uh, song. He, then when they covered his song and that was just booming through the entire yeah arena. the remix version yeah very cool and then probably number two like one of, again another massive crowd entrance was the return of the Hardy Boys that was crazy oh I do enjoy watching that every now and again they'll be up on my feed on Twitter because we were watching it together I think I think we were watching with friends or somewhere and I nearly fell off my chair just Watching the hardest coming. Yeah, out. I think we were we were all watching it from our own different houses, and we all were using WhatsApp to share our shock reaction to it because it was the yep. way the New Day sold it so well. Like they gave you the illusion that they were going to be the fourth team, and then the Hardy Boys song hit. And that's the thing. That weekend had so many wrestling events because WrestleCade and WrestleCon and all those activities happened, and mm-hmm. the Hardy Boys dropped the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship to the Young Bucks. I think the night mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And and the rumor going around was okay. Well, if they drop the belts to the Young Bucks, they might, they will most likely return on the Raw following Mania. So that's mm-hmm. what I was expecting. Like give them the day off on the Sunday, and then they debut on the Monday Night Raw. But they kept it hidden. And there mm-hmm. you have WrestleMania, you know, massive massive event, you know, fatal four way ladder match. And then there's the Hardys. And just remember that just erupted the whole everyone, and- the whole Twitter world, everything. Well, it was kind of fun because when Matt came out he was doing the delete symbol to himself. He was doing his gesture and it was quite, it was like, hang on. And he had the, the gray streak in his hair. So you, it wasn't Matt Hardy from WWE days. You actually had broken Matt Hardy in the WWE coming back with Jeff, brother Nero. Very cool. And I think probably one more is that, you know, I've always enjoyed Taker's entrances over the years, you know, to actually, witness one of those when we went to the Super Showdown, like to see him come out and how they built that stage and all the fire and all the pyro, like to actually witness that live. Mm-hmm. We, we lived and watched that on TV, like we've never had a chance to actually experience it. So to think of all those WrestleManias, you know, with the Druids, with the flame sticks, and then, you know, we got to see that version down here it was fantastic to actually hear that song, to hear the gong, the arena go pitch black. You know the, the the purple and you know purple and blue lightning across the screen, and then bang, there comes Undertaker. I swear they must have put the air conditioning on at the MCG that night because it got so cold when he came out. You got That's like awesome. a chill. It was a chill from where I was sitting with uh, with Nathan, brother Nathan. It, that it, we got like a serious chill when he came out. It was very cool. 
All right, next question. This is from the Too Sweet podcast at two number two, Too Sweet Pod. Mm-hmm. When do you think Adam Cole will get called up to the main roster? If you right. think he will. You know, it's, 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 it's inevitable. Well, we've already had enough garbage in 2020. Can we wait till next year, maybe? He, he really is going really well there. And you can understand that Triple H and Shawn Michaels are sort of taking him under his wing. Same with Johnny Gargano. And you sort of hope that, you know, give it a couple of months and hopefully give it till uh, he comes out to the Royal, Royal Rumble next year and wins it. I, I say January next year. What was this? I saw this quote that someone put on uh, social media today. Was, oh, I can't, you know, is it just me or does anyone feel that Adam Cole will get drafted to SmackDown? He'll get put with Chad Gable, who's going by the name Shorty G, and they'll just call Adam Cole Shorty C. And they'll just do oh. a tag team with those two. You know what's terrifying? That might happen. <laughs> it's a possibility. It scares me, but I think it might happen. Absolutely terrifying. I hope it doesn't, but it might. Vintage, man. I love it. I love it, that shit. All right, next question. This is from the Everything Pro Wrestling. So we had their question when we started doing this show. This is actually mm-hmm. more about gaming. So as we know, guys, Ooh. we had a range of different games that were announced recently on both you know, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox, uh, also Switch games. So mm-hmm. this is, what wrestling game has your interest on the next-gen consoles? Also, what do you want from a future wrestling game? We already talked about WWE 2K20. We don't really talk about that game because just like the year 2020... Sucks a dick. Future wrestling games. I would like to see a uh, how AEW go if they ever d- decide to do a game console. I mean, they're doing toys now. They might as well do the video games. I wouldn't mind. I, I see it on the PlayStation Network quite a bit. Uh, the New Japan video game. I just I'm waiting for it to probably go down in price and possibly play it. But future wrestling games. Maybe just if AEW decide to do what they're going to do. Sort of been burnt by the WWE games now. I don't really want to go back and play any of those. What about you? Well, I'll probably say for me, um, I, I don't play a lot of the 2K games. Probably, like, I really, to be honest, haven't probably played a WWE-style wrestling game since probably Here Comes the Pain. You know, that oh, was yes. one that I really enjoyed. You know, and that's something I dream if they could do like a PlayStation remaster is do that game. I love that game. I just feel like, and this is just, this is me. This is just mm-hmm. my view. Like, because they do the games every year, it's almost a duplication every year with just a couple of little tweaks. It doesn't seem like anything's really changing. Where, you know, if you were to wait, you know, a year and a half or two years and don't, like, don't number them. Don't say 2K21, you know, 2K, because then there's an expectation that, Mm-hmm. You know, there's another game coming out. So the game you're playing now is already going to be obsolete because there's already another one coming. You know, I like to space my games out. Play a game now that you know you're going to have for another year and a half because the other mm-hmm. one's not going to come for a while. So there's no expectation to rush through it. You know, you want to take your time with the game. I think that's what they did with the 2020 game. They rushed it so much. Because you haven't played it, have you? I haven't played it. I own uh, 18 and 19 because my youngest son loves playing them and mm-hmm. he wants to get 20 because it's always on special and there's a reason why it's on special and I told him that. I said to him, I don't think you'll get as much enjoyment from that as you get from 19. 
Well, so. hopefully when the COVID this comes down, comes down, I'll hopefully be able to let you or give him the chance to play it because I've still got it, but I don't play it. And what's the newest game that's coming out at the end of the year? So that's cool. that's actually coming up for us, though, in about a couple of weeks' time. It's I think it's middle of September. That's um, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds. It, I don't know what it is. So like, like, did they get all the Funkos all together and let them fight each other? Just before I came in here to record with you, my youngest son, mm-hmm. Jack, and I actually sat down and watched the trailer because we were looking mm-hmm. at how much it's going for. So we jumped onto our local JB Hi-Fi guys, which is our retailer that does gaming and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, I think it's $59. $59 JB Hi-Fi. That includes Edge as a playable character. It looks very similar to WWE All-Stars, which was a PlayStation 3 game, I think. They did yes, a was. number of years ago, which was the, you know, that featured the, you know, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H and Flair. And it seems like it's a reversion of that, but a bit over the top. My son watched the trailer and goes, can we get that, please? Like he, so he kind of likes the cartoonish side to it. Yeah. But I think the ranking, I think it's actually rated M for what mild violence. So I'm like, oh, I don't really think I can get it for him, but I don't think there's going to be blood in the game. But uh, you know, he likes the cartooniness of that game. If you look at it, it's pretty much like cartoon violence now with the games of Fortnite, a Marvel theme that's going to be there till Christmas time. So I would imagine that, okay, I am one of those guys that plays it and I've been playing it since the Marvel thing hit because I love my Marvel characters, but it'll be a lot of kids at this time because, again, we're not going back to school, so there'll be kids out there who finish off their homework, hopefully, and then jumping on to Fortnite and just because of the cartoon violence, you can get out of it. But yeah, I, don't, I won't be getting that game. So no, I'm going to save my pennies on that one. And then I'm thinking, like, the second part of that question, you know, what do you want from a future wrestling game? Like, probably the one thing I really enjoyed about UFC 4, which I got a couple of months ago, or weeks yeah. and a half ago, in that game, you actually, instead of just kicking off your season mode and jumping into the UFC, they've actually made up promotions that you actually fight in to get to the UFC. So it kind of shows you that, you know, not all guys to start here you know they have to actually build up their wins and their losses and build up their skills in independent promotions WWE tried that before I think they've tried it though but it's it didn't wasn't the same well during the story mode that I remember from 2k because I got about maybe even 10% into it and I said this is enough this is so shit they should start you off in the indies just own it just say yes this is how we do the indie promotions Yes, they've got these little indie things in the game, but just pretty much own it. Say, like, these guys are going over to Gorilla. They're going over to uh, Ring of Honor. Just own it and just say, these guys are going to there. Just to build yourself up and then take them to NXT and don't rush NXT. Say you're playing the game. You, If you're going to play the game properly, you stay at NXT for three years. And then you move up mm. to the main roster, and then you watch your career go down the toilet. That's what you should do. We're going to totally rebrand you. You can choose a gimmick. Which gimmick do you want? Do you no, want no, to be no. a scuba diver? No, you don't get a choice in that. So you have been playing this game for so long, and you love it, and you're like, oh my god, my my superstars. You know, he's a um, a twelve time NXT champion or a tag team champion. As soon as you get to the main roster, they completely f you up. They go, no, no, no. You're different now and you don't have a choice in the matter so you either have to put up or shut up and go through the game and then become world champion 
or you know whatever chip you want to you can get and just deal with it that's what they well, should do two things on that so the ufc 4 game actually has a thing where when you are in season mode mm. and you do start off in the smaller amateur promotions you can actually stay there you can do your whole career there can take on you know created computerized characters go on to win the championship in whatever division you are and stay there mm-hmm. without even so you could do your entire career without even stepping in the UFC's octagon or you can go yeah. the UFC route where you actually win your fights and step in and actually win the championship the interesting thing though that I think would be cool and you probably haven't seen this on the WWE network they've now announced all those partnerships with you know Evolve and WXW mm-hmm. it'd be cool that they could add them into the season mode so you can actually go and wrestle in Evolve. Because since they own those library now, they could most likely put those characters, Keith Lee, who was from Evolve, you could take on Keith Lee in Evolve in season mode. So you've got to earn your way into a WWE mm-hmm. NXT contract by going in these independent promotions to then get the ticket from William Regal, and then you go to NXT. That would be awesome if they do that. And you know what they... Because there was one thing that really upset me when I played the season mode in... Oh, sorry, the story mode style, whatever the hell it was in in 2020, it was just it was so shit. You're running around as two characters that you've just built up, but they don't sound like you. When you create someone, you want them to sound like you. the The story don't give us a story. It doesn't have to be Hollywoodized. Again, it's WWE; they'll do it, but just don't make it that way. Just have fun with it. Mm. But again, when you get to that career mode and you know you're going to Raw and SmackDown get ready to get effed up because that's what's going to happen <laughs> alright so next question this comes from uh, Podfather Mags this is at his account is at uh, DEJ Kirkby so he's a really good fellow good friend of Josh Robinson the Aussie fellow that does his podcast wrestling reverb um, yep. he's got us two questions mm-hmm. uh, what's your thoughts on the rumoured new gen console prices so have you heard much about the PlayStation 5 and the cost for that supposedly well, supposedly it was a couple of days ago they actually, uh, Sony came out and actually gave people a chance to actually get order online. Was that true? So what what they're letting people do is be on a, a pre-order list. So mm-hmm. JB Hi-Fi here in Australia and also EV Games have now initiated a pre-order option. Mm-hmm. So they haven't actually formally announced the costing because you, you've actually signed up to the pre-order you'll be one of the first people to know when they know what the cost is. Okay. The rumor the rumor going around is that it's mm. going to be 799 is the cost for Aussie dollar to actually buy mm-hmm. the console. Now, yep. I don't know if that includes, you know, if you think of, you know, an EB Games and a JB Hi-Fi, they'll do package deals. Yes. So instead of just buying the console outright with a the controller, they'll probably do, here's the, you know, here's the controller and the actual console with a two games, you know, it might be Spy, you know, Spider-Man as one pack and then it might be Ratchet and Clank or something as another. Um, mm-hmm. It's still very much early days because what will be September now, you know, mm-hmm. the actual you know, the actual console won't be released, I don't believe, until probably November, December of this year. I am keen in getting one. My son and I are going to go halves in it. Um, it's something we have talked about, but you know, seven ninety nine, you know, it's up there. But for all the stuff I've been seeing online, I think you're going to be getting your money's worth with the content mm-hmm. that's going to be in there. You know, the way they're yep. using the control now, and, and and it's not just a simple sit down and use the controller. Like you've got to work your ass off in game. When the PlayStation Two back in the day first hit, 
it was around about that price range. And you only got, but back in those days, you got a controller, two controllers, sorry, and one game, which was pretty sweet. I have memories when the three came out. I think it was like five ninety nine. I pretty much like that. Own a console that doesn't sound like a uh, seven forty jet when it takes off when I turn it on. Oh my <laughs> god! It you turn it on and it literally shakes the room, and it just does that. As soon as I put Call of Duty on, it just goes mental. It's absolutely crazy. And that's the thing. Like I know that with some of the newer generation games. The, the actual hardware in the PS4 isn't like built for those games so it overworks and that's where a lot of damage happens it's also the fan like the fan could be blocked with dust and stuff like that which I know is common but I think the biggest yes. thing is just it's the hardware inside the console that isn't really built to play those games at the highest quality it is they should give you the also the chance to use get a hard drive with it because the games in these days are just becoming they just take up your, your entire game system so you should be offered mm. a uh, a hard drive and is it true that the, for the PlayStation 5 it is compatible with PlayStation 4 games or is that just something I heard yeah so so there's going to be two PlayStation 5 consoles themselves there's going to be a PlayStation 5 digital edition which will only play games that have been digital downloads, so you won't be able to actually put a disc into it. There'll be no disc slot in the digital version. Mm -hmm. And then the PlayStation 5 disc version, that might have reverse capability with some PlayStation 4 titles. The only difference is the controller itself, you don't get the updates to the controller you don't get them in PS4 titles. So, okay. you know, being able to use, you know, L2 and R2 and shooting a bow and arrow and, like, having that tightening on your fingers when you're mashing the keypad, you mm-hmm. don't get that when you're playing, you know, Tomb Raider on PlayStation 4 or something like that. So you don't okay. get what you would be getting in a PlayStation 5 version. Yes, it would be probably a better picture overall, but I'm kind of 50-50 because I'm kind of leaning towards digital because it seems to be what the world is now. My, my question to you is now, do you find yourself because of just what's going on with COVID right now? Uh, because we're, have, we're not allowed to go, be going out and about to you know, like our favorite game stores. Are you finding yourself downloading a lot more games onto your systems? I think the issue that we have with our PlayStation Four, and we've had this for a good while now, is that our games get corrupted very, very easily. For example, my son bought a game. I forgot what it was called. Now, just it was like a Super Smash Brothers, but it was called Brawl Out. It's a game that's on the oh, yes. PlayStation Network, and we got that. And within an hour of it downloading, it just you got to the main menu, loads it up, and then corrupted data. So you mm-hmm. uninstall it, you reinstall it, and it still stops up. So it's like Maddie, my my oldest son, does not want to buy a digital version of the PlayStation Five. He wants a proper disc version because, again, it, it sometimes it's actually quicker to download because it's simply a file off a, a disc to download and play. Um, mm-hmm. And then rarely you have an update where when you digitally download, there's the hours of internet, you know, the gigabytes you have to use. But then you do have it, you know, you don't have to worry about transferring discs. And if you're going away and taking your console, you, it's all in that. The thing that you were saying about hard drive that I think would be interesting is that, you know, I still love my 360 and my original Xbox because you could transfer your hard drive. Like, you could oh, plug yes. it and take it with you, take it to your mate's house and transfer data. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, you could just remove it around and, and tweak it up. I know in the PlayStation 4 you can switch your hard drive, but then it's around you can't get that content off that. Like, you can't then plug that to a computer and then try yeah. and use it, which is the issue. So, 
you know, interesting times. I think, you know, more information will come out, you know, when it comes out and I'm keen to buy. So I'm on the JB Hi-Fi pre-order list, you know, email. So I'm waiting for that. Beautiful. Um, awesome. Yeah, and it looks like some great games coming out. Like Ratchet and Clank, they dropped a trailer for that at Gamescom another uh, the other day on Twitter and got to check that out. And that looks really cool. And, you know, there's a bunch of other games coming out. I know GTA is getting a re-release. UFC 4 looks like they're not going to be on next gen yet. Like this is their yep. last game of their new contract and that game looks fantastic. So I don't mm-hmm. think that'll get a, a remaster, but probably UFC 5 will be, I reckon, you know, 2022 most likely on the 5. Um, so next question that uh, Podfather Mags had is what was the biggest obstacle to creating content and what's the biggest high spot for it? So what's been our what's been our obstacle in doing content for this show? I don't think it's been that difficult for us because, lucky for you and I, we we sort of think on the same wavelength of getting together and doing this together. I think it's sometimes it's internet problems. We always have a bit of we have that going here. Where if you listen to previous shows from back in the day, I was at your place, so I would, I would mm. drive to your place. And we would sit in your man cave and we'd be there for a couple of hours and just enjoying a few drinks and just laughing at each other, making silly jokes and fun stuff like that. I think this time here with how many shows have we done since COVID? So we kicked off, I think we started this year at maybe 59. I think we started that with Royal Rumble. And then mm-hmm. so we're up to 70. So we've done at least maybe 17, 18 shows digitally. Yeah, for me personally, I, I, I think it's, I think what you do is amazing. You do a really good job like that, putting it all together. Um, where back in the day, we, we would just record it. Then I say, all right, see you later. I've got to go by. Now, after we're done recording, you have to go do all your bits and bobs and get everything done and then release it into the world, which, you know, all these questions from our, our followers and our people, which is so good tonight. They're actually getting around to having these questions answered. So I would say that's what you're doing is I would have to ask you the same thing. You know, how are you finding it? Uh, I would probably say the biggest obstacle has been so far is, you know, using different mic, you know, techniques that we've both got. Like when you're sitting side by side with someone and you both have the same mic, everything is going to sound on the same wave level. Mm-hmm. And then if you're using this format, like if you're using a different headset with a different mic and I'm using a different headset and a different mic, you know, it's hard to then try and find the, the leveling when I'm doing the editing to make sure it sounds mm-hmm. right. And I think my, my wife and son have even said to me, well, you're OCD about that type of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And I want, you are. it's just what I do. You know, I want to put out the best podcast that we can and I, I want mm-hmm. it to be a standard that, when someone hits our, hits play for the first time and hits our, hit and listens to it and goes, this sounds really good. You know, mm-hmm. I've listened to other podcasts in the past and the intro sells me, I get into it and then they start talking and I, and I go, no, damn, that mic's off or, you know, that person's sitting too far away or there's too much echo going on. So that's things that I look for. And then I think, well, that's what I think other people look for when they listen to our show. You know, yeah, what makes definitely. them want to stay back and, you know, listen through, you know, a three hour, you know, a full-on, you know, wrestling companion, sometimes five hours if we're wanting to go as far as we can with the show. I don't think we've ever had an obstacle with content because there's so much to cover. Like, when we talked um, about wanting to do pro wrestling, like, there was this, there's still so much. Like, I wrote down a list the other day, like, the, the furthest we've gone back 
and the most recent we've done. And there's still so many years that we've never even covered on the show. Like we've talked about them, but we've never actually sat down and done, you know, a companion from 2003 or a companion from 2016 or from 2013. Like there's so many events and so many shows that we've still got left to do. And for as long as this podcast can go, you know, we can do as many as we can. So I think, you know, there's no obstacle stopping us. I think it's more just our management of our time and, you know, and, you know, the priority of family and making sure that our time is spent in the right places. One of my favorite yeah. things I have to say of late is that when you come up with an idea and then about, mm, about five hours later, you're like, how about we try this? How about we try this? Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> and I'm sitting there on my phone going, bro, just pick one. And that's why I think I've noticed that lately I've just gone, yeah, you choose. What are we going to do? What are we doing? All I have to do is just rock up and press uh, you know, something on my iPad and go, okay, let's start talking shit. But it's just, that's one of my favorite things when you just go, oh, yeah, what about this one? This one, I'm like, Thomas, pick one. You choose. Have fun. And that's go. the thing. It's like there's so many good things to do. It's like, do I just pull it up or do I just decide on it? Well, maybe that's a question to the people out there. Do they want to, do they, do you know, are we going to bring back the polls? Well, I think probably we not can. because we're, well, we, probably not because we've already planned out the year anyway, haven't we? And do you, and do you think I'll rig the poll? Oh, you always do. And we'll make another. <laughs> we'll make another goddamn six-hour show with SummerSlam '98. So to finish off, uh, Pod Podfather Mag's question: uh, mm-hmm. What's the biggest high spot of this show? Like, what's been something that we look back and go, "Man, that was that was really good." Like, that was a uh, good thing we did. There's so many. There's so many. Um, me personally, I think is to getting you to a moment where you can't stop laughing. That's one of my <laughs> favorite one of my favorite things to do. What match was it? We're watching a match and someone had a Chris Jericho sign and it had all these different guys. You all of a sudden, oh look, there's Chris Jericho on that sign. I mean, yeah, that's Chris Jericho. He's the AEW champion. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's what he does right here. You know, this is what the podcast is all about. You know, and uh, that's me imitating your voice, even though you don't sound like that. And I had you in hysterics because you were like, what the hell is he doing? He's, he's making fun of me, but I know I don't sound like that. One of my, I think you sent it to me the other day. One of my favorite ones too is the fully loaded 2000 with Val Venus and Rikishi in the cage and yep. how you, how you would counter from Rikishi giving you a stink face. Your rebuttal was, and I say to you, someone's going to stick their dirty ass in your face and your res- and your rebuttal was I, I-, I bite the bum <laughs> so you guys can go back and listen to that because it's one of the most funniest things is how your reaction how your rebuttal is to say alright the big man big bottom in my face what am I going to do I'm going to bite the bum and then punch it really hard and I remember just going back and just when you say that to me I have to repeat things back to you just to see how dumb some of the things that come out of your face is, and which cre- uh, makes great, which makes great content because you can go back and think, you know, oh, Alan, you're a complete dumbass, but yeah, but I'm going to pick up Tom for being a dumbass as well too. That's what I do, and that's what I've been doing on our WhatsApp group, haven't I? Just been like mm-hmm. taking screenshots, and I call them the TBK classics, where they're just like simple 
you know, one minute to two minute stupid shit that we said during the show that sometimes we have no memory of even saying that. Like, That's when was very that story? True. Or what was that? Like, things yeah. from like two and a half years ago or three years ago. Like, when do we say that line? When was this being said? Yeah, it's some it's very funny shows, uh, I mean, because again, when you say, I don't remember most of it. I've probably listened to our show once, like our most recent uh, episode, then I stop, then I'll mm. you know, pretty much delete it, and then I'll go over and listen to another podcast. Some of the stuff we come out with is like, I think we need to be mentally checked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing too, like, I think my, my high spot, one of my favourite moments was when we made our first shirt. You know, oh, yeah. even though it was wasn't one that wasn't the best shirt, and I still have that shirt. I was actually wearing it like the other day, which was an one. original a white t shirt with got our it. two heads on there with Instagram spelt wrong. Instagram. Yeah, I think Instagram. we I think we had it as Instagram. We had it as Instagram or something like Instagram. that. It was spelt wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think just seeing our first shirt being made was a good moment. And then to mm-hmm. see that we've done, you know, what the ECW t shirts, the I'm a broadcast guy, the. T- PBK pod shirt like there's been so many shirts that we've made and my uh, son loves to wear my uh, the run DMC TBK pod remember that time they made us the wrong order and they gave us an yes. extra one he mm-hmm. wears that shirt everywhere he loves that shirt that's very um, cool so one of my favorite things as you know as a content was you know making the shirt which has been cool and also probably you know even interacting on Twitter like we're involved in you know lots of different wrestling chat groups and you know, being able to talk with like-minded people who are so passionate, like we are, like we know it's a work, but we're having fun mm-hmm. with this. And, you know, we're not, we're not uh, overselling things. It's what you hear is what you get with us. You know, we're not reading off a script. You know, a lot of times there's no prep. We just see how we no. go. We don't take anything out half the time. That's right. Um, you know, so sometimes I find it too hard to take it out, so I'll leave it in. But you know, mm-hmm. it provides for good, you know, throwback and funny stories. So I think, you know, the high spots is just enjoying the journey for as long as it goes for and how far it's, it's already got us, you know. We started this show, we're coming up to, what, four years in uh, October. You know, we've just Jesus, clocked 70, crazy. You know, 70 episodes and we've done, what, one of the world we live in and, oh, my God, and a ton of different things. And I think it's been a really great ride. Very good ride very good ride so we only have two more questions uh, mm-hmm. the last or second last one is again from the boys from Get Choi Wrestling Podcast mm-hmm. now it's a big question but I'll read the whole thing out go for it do Europeans play Batman better than Americans not gonna lie I had my reservations for the new Batman but Patterson's acting seems to be pretty good maybe too early to tell but Bale Patterson is better than Affleck Keaton Clooney and Kilmer what do you guys think? Also, Adam West is out of this because he's forever number one. Yeah, I have to agree with that one there. Adam West is number one. It is true. Um, Christian Bale, being from England, he is he played an amazing Batman. He did really and he played an amazing Bruce Wayne, I have to say. He did really well. Cause he if you see him in American Psycho, he just plays that, that rich boy really well. Michael Keaton, he was my sort of my first Batman because I remember watching Batman that you know 1989 at a very young age of five and watching that movie and I shouldn't have been watching it but it was a fantastic movie and then going back and watching Batman two, a Batman Returns sorry, Val Kilmer and Clooney, they were cartoony, uh, they were okay. Affleck was okay when he did Justice League he he. He was, he was cracking jokes. He was acting like um, Adam West. 
don't do that. Mm. Just be you. Just be Batman. I think my personal favorite old Batman's is the voice of Batman. That's Kevin Conroy because I grew up oh, yeah. uh, watching the original Batman cartoon from the nineties. I love that. Love that show. Yeah, Batman the animated series. Yes, very well done. What about you? To be honest, the Batman, so the Chris Nolan universe, so Batman Begins, you know, the Dark Knight Rides, the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, never been a big fan of them. Um, oh, okay. I didn't enjoy them. I probably, I haven't even seen Dark Knight Rises, to be honest. You know, I just didn't yeah. really like that portrayal that they did of, of Batman himself. I didn't like the suit. Oh, okay. I think it was too slender of what Batman looks like because I'm a big comic book fan and I read comic books mm-hmm. like every second day or also. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Batman just doesn't look like that to me. He didn't look like Batman. Keaton, to me, it was Batman. You know, to think, you know, we have covered the very first Batman, guys. We covered it in one of our very, very early film companions. Miss Basinger, I saw you bang Batman last night. Very good there, sir. Very good. Mm. Very nice. And, and we also did Batman Returns as well, a little bit later after that. Yeah, the elite of uh, people having swinging swingers party. Tom knows all about that. Has anyone seen Betty? <laughs> that explosion. <laughs> I forgot about that bit. Holy shit. That's just silly. Um, yeah, I really digged on Ben Affleck's interpretation in both Batman v Superman and Justice League, and it's good that he's actually coming back to do the movie because, as we know, yeah. the next Flashpoint film or Flash film will be Flashpoint. Looking uh, will to actually this. involve both Affleck also Michael Keaton. And from mm-hmm. if you've seen any of the sketches that have come out, it's Michael Keaton's original costume, you know, yes, with a solid is. black, the yellow uh, Batman symbol on the chest. So it's cool that he'll be back for that Flashpoint. I did kind of like Val Kilmer's version of Bruce Wayne, though. I thought that was kind of cool, um, but not really his version of Batman. His Bruce Wayne was okay, but not his Batman. Do you like to go to the circus? Can't say circus. <laughs> How many times they shot that scene, too? Yeah, I know. Probably just once in my life. Roll it up, and he goes, but they didn't, pray, they didn't say it properly. I said circus. No, we don't care. Move on, Val. <laughs> Well, I pal. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> God damn it, Jim Ross. And our final question. Are you ready for the final question? Let's do it. This is from a person called Zachary. His Twitter account is B L K L I O N one thirty. So it's B K L Lion one thirty. Yep. He wrote this to us yesterday. Okay. Uh, what do you think of hashtag DC Fandom being split across two live Saturdays? Did round one meet your expectations? So what he's talking about is Fandom actually happened two weekends ago. Fandom part two will be in September, which is going to be more focusing on the DC multiverse. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's featuring a lot of reveals, um, but it will be across two uh, weekends, two Saturdays. So what's your view on it being split across two? I don't really mind. It's actually kind of nice. Um, I've noticed that this year alone has been more of a... um, a, uh, a DC year than a Marvel year like last year was yeah I don't really mind it it's kind of cool it was actually quite exciting waking up in the morning and seeing all these new trailers you know with the the new Batman movie coming out with uh, you know that should be good and then Justice League with Snyder's uh, the Snyder Cut which should hopefully be hopefully better than the actual Justice League movie uh, just seeing the other game consoles, other games are going to be actually, you know, coming out for 
other DC games as well too should be fun oh uh, yeah I don't really mind it I'm just, there's another one coming out soon didn't you say yeah so mid mid September so that'll be more focusing on multiverse but I think it's more comic book driven so more talking that's about it. the comic books and what's coming up for DC um, okay, so that's second cool. part of that question uh, do you believe that round one met your individual expectations I was I'll just flat out say I was excited by I wasn't like I'm not like an ultra DC nerd I would have to say now I think I've sort of when it comes to it I've been enjoying sort of the Marvel thing but just seeing DC is actually deciding to do some proper shit now it's actually quite fun and I would say I'm probably the opposite like I've always been a DC nut you know like I love the comic books read them regularly as I've said you know, I was disappointed when their movies really weren't going well, like Batman v Superman and Justice League, you know, didn't get good results of what they were looking for. And then there was talks of them pushing the reset button and redoing everything. And, you know, I think Joker, you know, broke the mold, you know, doing what it did and got some good God damn, I love that movie. Some more, some more support for that. So people got really got behind that. The comic books are doing some really good things, lots of changes, which is great. I think it's good to mix things up. The games that the- are looking really good. I think that the pretty much the Joker movie alone didn't even feel like a DC movie. It just felt like a a very it was like very much like an artist flick. Like you're watching this, and this is pretty much like a a fella that if you go back and it's like our generations of watching how people were watching Taxi Driver back in the day when mm. it first hit. Just one man being pushed to the limit and putting on a clown mask, and then losing his shit and taking it out in the world. And that's the thing, like, you know, if they didn't even mention Bruce Wayne or made it around, you know, Thomas Wayne, it wasn't, it could have not been a DC film. Like, the, yeah. those names made it a DC film, but it kind of didn't need to be. Like, it was Joker in name only, but then it had a lot of different things it could have gone through. i got to be honest with you. I think the last time I saw it was my second time when I went to and see it at the movies. I have not mm. gone back and watched it on... Say, I'm waiting for a streaming service to actually put it up, which I don't think it will because it actually is quite an intense movie. No, it's definitely but, up. It's on um, Prime Amazon. Oh well, okay. Well, I'm. Uh, I'll have to sign up for that. It's three dollars ninety nine a month if you're playing in Australia. So, oh, okay. Look at that bit of promotion there, people. Pay us money, please. Well, they're not paying me to say that, but if you would like to Prime Amazon, oh, it's uh, broadcast to it gmail.com at Twitter at the broadcast. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you giving your actual email address so people can log into your Amazon? No, no, no. I'm no, just saying no, no. that. Do no. your password. <laughs> What's your password? No, I didn't say a password. Shitkicker.com. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Skinny Penis. You want to sign into my uh, Amazon? You can watch what I like. Zip. I like this movie. Ooh, it's very raunchy. Lots of dicks. All right. Lots Shut of dicks. up. Last question, mm. eh? Oh, that was. Uh, I thought that was okay, man. We yeah, well, through these well, questions. It's beautiful. Well, it was. It, it was one question, but there were three questions from this person. So, oh, yeah, that's um, cool, man. so the first one was, you know, did you like it being split across two days? Part two was yes. did round one meet your expectations? So the last yes. one was uh, hashtag Gotham Knights or hashtag Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Which one are you going for? I like Gotham Knights. I would have to say because it reminds me of the Arkham games. It takes me there, and it's actually going to be kind of fun to actually play as... I mean, don't get me wrong, I love playing as Batman in those games, but it would be actually kind of nice to play as the Red Hood and 
uh, Nightwing and Batgirl and Robin. Should be very fun. What about you? Sadly, none of them. <laughs> I watched no. the trailer for both of them, and I'm like, nah, I'm not interested. Like, the Suicide Squad trailer, I'm like, uh, it's just so over the top. I'm not into this. I'm not feeling it. And then Gotham Knights, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel like I've played this before. Like, it just seems like I'm playing Arkham again, which isn't bad, but I'm like, it's just still like, okay, oh, no, well, let's make an Arkham, but let's take Batman out of it. And mm-hmm. then how, how does Gotham run with just, you know, the Bat family, you know, with you know Jason Todd, Nightwing, Robin, you know, Batgirl. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm into it. I don't think I'm going to put money towards it. Um, in, yeah, in terms of those two, I probably wouldn't choose either. And that's just me. You know, people can send mm-hmm. your hate to Alan at AlanRoss84 on Twitter, not to me. And, yeah, bring uh, it on. I'll, I'll forward it all to Tom. And that's it, Elle. Shut up. That's wow. it. That's your, that's your final question. Jesus Christ. Thank you, everybody, for sending your questions. I Hopefully, we uh, gave you some answers that were understandable. Yeah. All right. Can give you a shout-out now? Final promo? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. Here's a great podcast that you guys should definitely check out. want to know things about video games how about consumer oriented reviews honest opinions hot takes and predictions well you're listening to the right ad introducing the lit gaming arena podcast season two we bring you two episodes every week terminal news which focuses on all the latest gaming news you'll ever need and the lga cast where we talk about all the games we're playing in the gaming industry in general and we do not hold back any punches We also have the occasional wacky guest. So don't miss out. Subscribe to us today. You can find us on our website, lga.gg, and on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you use. Again, that's the Lit Gaming Arena Podcast at lga.gg. All right, guys, we are back, and we are at the tail end of episode 70 and our second ever Q&A. We've watched no wrestling tonight. I know, I know. What do you want to do? Are we going to watch wrestling tonight, or is this enough for everybody? You can do something, but I think we'll do it on a separate show. So I think we'll, yeah. we'll organize that and do that again. This Q&A was just going to be a and I think we I like originally, it. I had it in my mind that this would be 45 minutes, and I think we've nah. cracked about nearly, nearly an hour and a half. So We have. Um, we have. Beautiful. So I think with that being said, I want to give a bit of a shout out to some of our affiliates, some of our great partners that we do some great work with. We're talking about Rogue Energy, guys. So Rogue Energy is a premium energy and focus supplement designed to optimize your physical and mental performance. If you use the promotional code uh, 2702, you get 10% off all your products. The uh, second one is Luxie.com. Uh, use your promotional code BRO247 to get 15% off. They actually focus on designing analog grips that go into your PlayStation, your Xbox, and your Switch. Number three is triumphchairs.com. Use your promotional code BRO at 247 to 10% off. Uh, Triumph Chairs actually developed gaming chair uh, specializing in comfort and performance for gamers. Uh, number four is clinchgaming.com. Promotional code is BRO at 247. Gets you 5% off. Clinch Gaming manufactures custom professional gaming controllers for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. And lucky last is player1coffee.com. Use your promotional code BRO247 to get 5% off products. Player One Coffee develop coffee recipes custom tailored to gamers, creatives, developers, 
and just about anyone who really enjoys a great cup of coffee. And there we have it, Al. Booyah. Well done, everybody. Excellent, 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 excellent. So again, on our socials, you can check us out on our Twitter page, again, at the Brocast, T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. Thank you for those who've downloaded the show. You could have done it on Apple iTunes, on Podbean, on Highcast, CastBox, and a range of different podcast networks. You can check us out on other streams, including our Instagram page, which is just all one word, the Brocast Podcast. As I say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, all. Good night. What is the Pattern family? This is Gareth from the Open Our Powers podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby podcast. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. This is Eric Mocker from the Mockers podcast. Hey, this is Rick from Ice and the Face. Hey guys, it's Rad Dad Chad. Jay Mills. And Lil Man. From the Full of Fiber podcast. Hey, we're Josh and David. From the Scotch and Flicks podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Juliette Miranda from the Unwritable Rant podcast. Hey, this is Bro from the World of Bro podcast. This is Cyanide from the Little Geek Lost podcast. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. This is Greg from the Sports Dance podcast. This is Nock from the Geek Over podcast. We are you, podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Podern Family and use the hashtag Podern Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter and Family, where great podcasts come home. Another grown-ass man is going to put his dirty ass on your face, Tom. Well, yeah. And you're like, oh, no, I don't think I should and punch him the, in the balls. Like, punch the bum. Like, punch the bum. Like, I punch the bum. Like, bite as he comes in. Uh, punch the I, bum. If I bite it, you won't do the move. You, oh, you'll jump back a bit. I'll punch his bum and then I'll bite it. Fucking um, genius at work. Podcast here. and wrestling taken out of context. Like you need to hear the history of what I just said. Then, yeah. not not just what I said. <laughs> what he said. We're going to break it down, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, oh. this is like a YouTube channel right now. Okay, we're going to go back and listen to what Tom oh. said in this particular episode. Punch his bum. I'm going to punch him in the bum, and oh. then I'll bite it. And when he gets, and once he feels the teeth on his cheeks, he will go, "Whoa, <laughs> this man is a fucking idiot." Wrestling taken out of context.